what's going on out there. Uh, first and foremost, I want to start off with uh, apologies for the last episode. Definitely because I have technical difficulties, especially towards the end of the show. It took me three hours to even get you that one hour of audio. Um, and I was going to do a special edition episode or Sunday, but I figured um, I'd just double up on this show. So um, this should be twice as good. So we're going to basically kick it today. I found a new artist by the name of Neelam. I heard a freestyle by her, then I checked out her music. And it was pretty uh, pretty intriguing. I definitely would love to have her on the show and interview her. Uh, she seemed like a very interesting person. She def- definitely is an interesting rapper, so I would recommend you check her out. I'll play some of her music a little later in the show. Uh, but other than that, um, we want to catch a quick vibe, and then we want to get into the Tory Lane situation, um, Proud Boys, and their uh, threatening of terrorism in America. And it's a bunch of shit going on right now, so we're going to get to it, but we're going to get to some music first. I was grown by the time I realized the whole was just saying uh, Mace on the song. from the crib episode number 53. TVJ did the beat. <laughs> he supposed to be down with Bad Boy. He did the beat, dissing Maze. showed off different flows. The songs were just bad. I show you how to do this, son. We don't 
tribe, X files. We give them the biggie mama. Switch the big top and shake like a canvas chicken snack box. I get it cracking when I'm back in up the garage. Your 360 drop around, shut down Manhattan. Fuck it though, like fuck it though. Night song, daytime, light song. Hell yeah, I'm putting what you love it though. I show you how to do this, son. Nigga, I'm a check writer, your royalty receivers. Y'all eating on per diem on the low life of Caesar. Pay your taxes, y'all niggas hustling backwards. I caught the crash, which Jay is a bastard. I show you how to do this, son. How you want it, my jeans is 300. Do not 300. Yo, just imagine that niggas, he was bragging about rocking Ibizu jeans, spending 300 for them. Imagine all the niggas that spent 300 on jeans back then that don't have $300 now. <laughs> don't be spending $300 on jeans. Unless you got it like that. Nigga working at Walmart trying to get $300 jeans. Cut it out. Prescott, damn it, they already planning the surgery. He just got hurt like five minutes ago, ten minutes ago. Get well soon, Dak Prescott. Pretty sure his ankle's broken. By the way, in case you didn't know, this is Potty from the Crib, episode number 53. I'm your host, Gary, a.k.a. Jizz. from the clip episode number 53 i am your host gary aka jizz um, welcome back to the returning listeners welcome for the first time to the first time listeners i'm happy and elated that all of you are with me um, i appreciate everyone who has supported the pod everyone who tunes in every episode um, everyone who has shared 
the, this, the knowledge of this podcast with, with other people. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everything. I truly do. And I'm getting more alerts. So I'm about to cut this shit off in a second. All right. So we're we going to start off with... Um, where are we going to start off with? We're going to start off with Tory Lanez. Uh, Tory Lanez, you knew he was going to cover this. <laughs> um, he's finally been charged with the shooting of Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, he's scheduled to be arraigned on October the 13th, which is this Tuesday, which when you hear this will be tomorrow. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm happy that this is going to real court and out of the court of social media and public opinion. Um we can maybe get some real answers now, see what's going on. Um, if Tory is guilty, then send his ass to jail. Uh, I'm all for, if you're guilty, shooting people, women, beating women, whatever, 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 send his ass to jail. If he's not guilty, let him come home. But um, we should learn a lot through this, uh, through these proceedings. Uh, so first of all, I want to say we're going to go over his charges. Uh, so L.A. County D.A. has charged him. Uh, now, I don't know if they just picked up the case or are continuing with the case without Meg Stallion. I didn't see her name anywhere. So I'm just assuming that just the county is prosecute, uh, prosecuting this. So in certain events, um, if you're shot, if you're assaulted, stabbed, well, I guess stabbed, it's kind of an assault or uh, um, robbed, you can call the police that you can, you can press charges of evidence uh, on their own or, or if they have knowledge of the situation, excuse me, they can go forward with charges without you. Or if you allege something in the beginning and then you pull back off of it, they can still, if they feel as though they have enough evidence, go forward with the case. So, Given the fact now, I don't know if it's because of the high profile case or if it's, um, I don't know why, or, or if they just feel like they don't, if they feel like they can win this case. That's the only two, I can only see them picking up this case without a complaining with witness, which would be Meg, uh, if they feel like they can win the case or if they feel like it's too high profile and they just have to look like they're trying. So I'm not sure what's operating here. And again, we'll find out as, as this uh, goes on. So first of all, his charges are assault with a semi-automatic firearm. So clearly that would be for shooting her. Um, now I don't personally believe in assault with, with a firearm. Now, this is not me saying he's guilty, not guilty, whatever. I'm just saying in general, if this shouldn't be a thing, for me, anytime you shoot somebody is attempted murder. You can get shot in the foot and die. <laughs> um, I used to work with someone um, and they told me the story of when he shot, he gave somebody a warning shot to the foot. They died. I grew up around someone whose father shot himself in the foot by accident. He died. You can get shot anywhere on your body and die. So I feel like anywhere you get, anytime someone shoots you, if you shoot me, you attempted to murder me. That's, that's all I can draw from it is who just shoots people and just because your intent when you shoot someone is generally to kill them uh, unless you're defending yourself and then maybe possibly you didn't aim to kill that person but if you're the aggressor in a situation nobody's just 
shooting to injure someone. I mean, maybe someone is, but you're a fucking idiot. Uh, because if you didn't want to kill the person, you, you shouldn't be shooting them. I don't know if that makes sense to people out there, but if you want to kill someone, you shoot them. If you don't want to kill them, you don't shoot them and just say, I'm going to shoot you in your leg or your knee or something like that. And that's going to be your lesson, lesson learned. That's idiotic. Um, all right, so we have assault with a semi-automatic firearm. Um, we have personal use of a firearm. Those, uh, I can't really... I think the first charge covers the second charge, but a lot of times in these cases for people who are not familiar with the court system, you could do one crime and you're going to have 10 charges or you can have 10 charges and a lot of them are going to sound the same. And they do that so that if you beat one, they can try to get you on another one. It's just a way of trying to make sure that they can pin you down on something, typically. Um, carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle that's a weird charge. Well, the, all right, so the thing is, you can have, well, you can't, uh, you're not supposed to have an unregistered firearm. I mean, every state, city, I guess, is different, but I know here in Pennsylvania, you have to have a registered firearm. And you can carry it in the car, um, so and you don't have to be licensed to carry to carry it in the car. The rules in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, if you have a, a gun, you can buy a gun legally. So, I just get the scenario. I go to a gun show, gun store, whatever, whatever. Um, I buy a gun. My first gun I bought. I didn't have my license yet. I do now. So I went to the store. Actually, I got it from the gun show. I went to the gun show. Boom, ran the application. Everything comes that good. They give you your gun same day. Might take 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. Sometimes it takes an hour, whatever. You get it. They give you the gun. You buy your bullets. Well, I bought my bullets. You can't load the firearm, and you also cannot have the clip inside of the gun. So you have to put the gun into the glove box, or you can put the clip in the glove box, and the other part of the gun. <laughs> Whatever part you put in the glove box, the other part has to be somewhere else. So you can't have the clip and the, and the gun together. Even if it's not in there, you can't have them even together. And that's how you transport the weapon. But this is saying it was unregistered. Um, now... From my understanding, and the car was him, Tory Lanez, Meg Thee Stallion, and her, one of her friends and his security. So this left me perplexed as to, is this security, was this real security or was that a misprint? Is this like the homie from, this, from the block that he kind of big, he might be tough, so, so we just deem him security? I'm confused because if I hire security, um, you and you're armed, you're armed security, you should have a weapon. So I don't know if this is Tory's weapon or a security's weapon or if the security's gonna say it was their weapon. I don't know. Uh, this we'll find out. Tory's too big of an artist to not have professional security though. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can afford professional security. If you have the one guy who they're calling security, and this is assuming that the report is true about that person being security. So if you can have that person do security, if you feel like you need security, I'm sorry, if you feel like you need security, hire real security. <laughs> like it's, it's not that hard. And if you feel as though you're in a situation where you have to carry a pistol and you are not allowed to carry a pistol or you don't have a registered pistol, to you that, that you're allowed to carry, 
higher security. If I feel like I need a gun, then I, I feel like I need security. <laughs> I don't feel secure, so I have this gun. If, uh, hopefully that makes sense to people. If you're somewhere where you feel as though you need a weapon and you can afford security, do not carry an illegal weapon, you get security. It's as simple as that. For people with felonies who can't afford security, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. But this is a nigga with, from my understanding, they have no prior felonies. It has a lot of money that can hire security. So that would have probably nipped that, uh, well, that would have nipped that uh, that charge in the bud. But we all make poor decisions from time to time. And who knows how many times he's made this decision, but it only takes that one time to get caught making a bad decision and it can ruin your life. So we'll see. And the other charge is a charge that he personally inflicted great bodily harm, which again, is just overkill. I mean, that should fall under assault with a semi-automatic weapon. If I assaulted you, then I personally, uh, I personally inflicted, what well, says great bodily injury? So yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. Um, but again, I, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, I can't wait to hear Tori's version of the story. Because Tori just dropped the album, uh, Daystar. And by the way, I'm still going to listen to the album, the songs that I like on it. I can completely separate and compartmentalize someone's personal life and whether or not he should go to jail. So I may, it may come out that he really did it, and that's why he needs to be in jail. I'm still going to listen to what I want to listen to as far as the music is concerned. I, I separate artistry from the artist. Some people can't do that. A lot of people can't do that, but that's me personally. But I just want to, in the interest of full disclosure, let you know that. And I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. So, uh, I, I get back to it. I can't wait to hear his version of the story or if he's going to plead the fifth because he had the album. And on the album, he didn't really give too many details. He, he was pretty vague. And he even said on there, why would I make statements when I got open? You know, the case is still open or however he worded shit. Uh, it was clever when he, the way he said it. But if he did it, is he going to get up there and perjure himself? Or is he going to plead the fifth? Now, if he pleads the fifth, I feel like I feel like that's kind of an admission of guilt if he doesn't get up on the stand and tell his version of the story. Because if, if I'm innocent, I'm telling my version of the story. You're going to hear. You're going to get the album that he gave you, and you're also going to get my version of the story uh, on the stand. I'm going to stand up for myself. So we know her version of the story. And actually, I didn't know. Now, I read, I read this on a blog that they said that he was shooting at her feet. He shot at Megan's feet several times. But I didn't take it seriously because, only because, the way that they dramatized it. They said that he was, and I don't mean to chuckle, but this is like ridiculous. If he, if he did this, this is ridiculous. This nigga's watching too much of somebody saying He was shooting at her feet and telling her uh, to dance. That's, that's completely, you don't, not to say they can't have it, but if you hear a story like that, like what motherfucker in their right mind would do some ridiculous shit like that? But um, he's accused of shooting at her feet multiple times and hitting her in the feet, in the foot, uh, I think once or twice. 
So anyway, so uh, it'll be interesting to hear his version. We heard her version. And I think we'll have a better idea of what really happened at that point. Uh, they say it's three versions of the story. The one, well, it's his and hers. His, his side, her side, and the truth. So we shall see. Her side may be the truth. There might only be two sides of the story, but for sure, for sure, I am team um, send his ass to jail if he's guilty and team free him if he didn't do it. But I think that's it on that topic. So we're going to move on to Colin Kaepernick wants to get rid of the police. He says he does not want to just defund the police anymore. Uh, I'm sorry, he doesn't want just police reform anymore. He wants to actually abolish the police. I think that this is an awful idea. Uh, but he, Colin wants to abolish the police because he feels as though the police system is rooted in racism and as long as it's there under as long as it's there because it's rooted in that it, it can never be changed I disagree I believe that it can be changed now will it be changed two different conversations there but can it be changed for sure <laughs> of course things can be, it can be changed uh, so he wants to get rid of policing and he wants to get rid of the prison system and he wrote this in an article or an essay written to the medium where he currently, I believe, serves on the board. It's, it's a news outlet. Uh, but so I read, it, I read the article and it's a or the essay and it's a, it's really long. So we're not going to cover everything that's in there because we would be all there. And I like Kaepernick. I appreciate what he started. I truly do. But I don't understand this notion of wanting to abolish the police and prison. We need prison. We need police. And it's not just for black people, it's not just for white people, it's not just for Asians, it's not just for uh, poor people, it's not just for rich people, it's for everybody. Anybody who breaks the law of the land. If you take prison, and I'm saying this because there was no... He wants... Alright, so this is his plan, to take the money from prisons, from the prison system, and not having police, and reinvest the, reinvest the money into homelessness, education, job creation, community-based methods of accountability. So the thing is, that's not a plan. If you're going to come with something as big and as important as abolishing the police and prison system, you need to have a plan on what to do with criminals who need to be in prison. There are people in prison. There are rapists in prison. There are murderers in prison. You can't. I've talked to so many people over the years, and I've known so many criminals over the years, that the only reason that they stopped living the life they were living is because they felt like, no, I can't do another 10 years in prison. If there's no consequences to our actions, there's nothing stopping us from behaving <laughs> in a criminal manner. It would be, just imagine, um, just last week I was talking, and with the police out here, there's 
There was last Monday. I think it's been 11 more since then, if I'm not mistaken. At least 11 more since then. Last Monday, it was 360 murders, which is way more than one murder a day in my city of Philadelphia. Can you imagine how many more robberies, how many more shootings, how many more uh, murders it would be if there's no real consequence consequences to your actions? Now, I do believe that we do need more resources, for sure, for sure, for sure. We need more jobs, which, no, I'm not going to even touch on something like that, but we need more jobs. Um, we do need more, we do need to be held accountable, accountable though, but he wants to get rid of the police. Homelessness is an issue, education is an issue. All of these things are things that need to be addressed, but not at... Not at the expense of getting rid of the police uh, system, policing system, and the prison system. And mind you, as I tell you all the time, I'm not a big fan of the police. <laughs> so, so this is coming from someone who's uh, for sure not a fan, but I do recognize that they are needed. Um, so um, we can call them a necessary evil. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard the saying out there, a necessary evil. So I feel like I can protect myself in most situations. I feel cool. I have my guns. I can fight. I feel cool. I'm, I, I look out for myself. I don't plan on calling the police for anything at all, other than if I get in a car accident. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I don't see myself. Or unless I see, you know, maybe something, someone, I don't know. but. Somebody beat the kid. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of a scenario. I'm pretty sure there's other scenarios where I'll call the police stuff. But uh, I feel comfortable. So if you get rid of the police, I feel good about me. But it's me. There are old people out there. I watched a video of this, and this is with policing, <laughs> of this man on, on tape break this old man's arm to steal a couple dollars out of his hand. Like, it's some real sick people out here. And he luckily, that man was arrested through police work. <laughs> you know, so I, I just, this is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous uh, rhetoric um, that I feel like he's feeling. And it's coming from a positive, a positive place. But um, I get it. He's tired. I'm tired. We're all tired of the bullshit. Uh, so I think that reform can be implemented again as I started in the beginning by saying, um, I stayed in the beginning so I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Giants game and the Cowboys and it's down to three seconds and it's 34 to 34 so and they're currently reviewing the play I'm sorry a bit distracted but um I think reform can be implemented by a few things, and it could be more that I'm missing, but making sure everybody, enforcing the fact that everyone has to wear body cameras, actually enforcing it and making it illegal and a crime for you to not wear your body camera, I'm sorry, and to also not have it on. So it's not enough to just wear it, but you actually have to have it on. If something happens and you don't have it on, I feel like, I said this before, that should be a criminal charge. 
that should be a criminal charge. Um, let's see, let's see. Qualified immunity, get rid of it. Qualified immunity means that the police can't be sued civilly. If they was worried about losing some money, yeah, I think they, you might think, eh, <laughs> you might think twice. You might think twice if you had to worry about uh, being sued by the family. So instead of just suing the city, you would be suing the police officer and the city. Uh, get rid of that. Um, they should also be prosecuted like citizens or even to a further extent than citizens because of the power that they were given. If you do certain things as a soldier, it may be considered treason and you will have to deal with bigger consequences than if a regular citizen was to do it because of your position that you took. Uh, and also start penalizing police who protect police who are doing crimes. There's policemen that get up there and lie or write up reports and lie to protect the other blue wall of silence. Now, blue, if you say nothing, you're fired, and if you lie to us, you're going to jail. These are things that I don't see happening anytime soon, not to say they won't ever happen, but those are instances of reform that, that um, I think could have a real change in the system. And the prison and justice system for the people Again, uh, some of the the lengths of time that people are in prison, I can agree that that needs to change. It's crazy some of the time that you get for some of the crimes that you do. The three strikes law, like all of that is ridiculous. Like three strikes, so it doesn't matter what your third strike. There's instances of people's third strikes being them stealing something that was fifty dollars and them getting 25 years in prison. That can't make sense to any person. <laughs> that can't make sense to anybody. Like, and to be the judge, the Cowboys won, and to be the judge presiding over a case like that where you say, what a judge doesn't say, let's just uh, um, jury list. They do have jury list trials, but to, to be on the jury, let's say, of a case where somebody did something and you have to find them guilty because all the evidence is there. And that one thing, which is not even a big deal, is going to get them sent to prison for 25 years. That is just a crazy law. I just heard it was an older gentleman. Um, and he admitted that he did the crime and it was his third time. It was like credit card fraud or something like that using a bad credit card somewhere. Okay, cool. And he was fine. All right, you got me. But they wanted to get him and give him 25, and they did give him 25 years to life for using a bad credit card. for something that somebody would get a year or two, maybe five at the very most. Like, But that's a very, very small crime. I would say it's a victimless crime, personally. But Things like that need to change. Those long, long sentences, um, ridiculous sentences for for weed, for any type of drug, <laughs> for any type of drug. Now, violent offenses, I get it, but uh, I get some of it, but 
But selling drugs, <laughs> the government sells drugs. <laughs> and they sell addictive drugs. And no one goes to jail, but if you get caught selling something that they say you can't sell, then you go to jail. Uh, it's definitely a crazy system and it definitely needs change, but it for sure does not need to be abolished. It serves a purpose. And that's it on that. Um, next, we're going to get into Big Sean. Big Sean is not happy with Kanye. Uh, well, it would appear. He didn't come out and say he's not happy with Kanye. I don't think he would come out and say that he wasn't happy with Kanye. But I feel like, and a lot of people feel like, he said it through the music on the song that he just had um, with um, Benny the Butcher. It's Benny the Butcher, Little Wayne. And shout out to Benny the Butcher for getting Wayne and Big Sean on the song. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with who Benny the Butcher is, but he's a, a rapper out of uh, out of Buffalo. I don't think is he signed or Griselda? One of one of those because it's three albums: West Side Gun, um, three down the road. Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway. And one of them isn't signed to Griselda. It might be Benny that's not signed to Griselda, or maybe it's Con no, no, I think it's Conway that's not signed in there. So, I mean, not signed to Griselda, signed to um. What the shady records? Shady records. Not Griselda. They are Griselda. Um, but anyway, so shout out to him for getting those big features, and hopefully this song um, does well. But on this song, he's talking about. Uh, well, we're gonna play the song. We're gonna play the song. But I feel like Kanye's rant about bad contracts may have backfired a little bit. It may be responsible. Uh, first, we have Hit Boy coming out. <laughs> Talking about Ye and how he suppressed him and how he didn't want to work with him because of uh because of uh he talked all this this black power unity shit, but he didn't want to work with him because he worked with Beyonce. And now we have Big Sean coming out with this verse. And I wonder who's gonna be the next artist from good music that comes out and speaks up about what's going over going over there at uh good music and some of the accounting practices and, and some shit going on on the business side now <clears throat> i think it would, for me i think it would be tiana taylor because tiana taylor is her own woman and she's not afraid to speak up so if she wants to speak on it she's going to speak on it <laughs> when kanye dropped that album that wasn't her album but it was her album uh she spoke up on it and she let it be known that she was not happy with the album that came out because it's not the album that she turned in. <laughs> that was not the album she turned in. And most artists wouldn't say that. Most artists would just play the game and shut the fuck up and act like they're happy. But she testament to her. She didn't do that. She did not do that. So I think she would be the one that speaks up. And if anyone is to speak up next from good music, I think it will be her. Um, it for sure would not be Pusha T. Pusha T is like royalty over there. Um, he has a high-ranking position. <laughs> His album comes out. He's been getting fire beats. Like he, like Pusha T is the golden child of uh, of the record label. And then you have who else? Uh, maybe John Legend. John Legend might, if he's still signing. I don't even know if he's still signing good music. Uh, I know he's been chitting on Ye since Ye's been fucking with uh, Donald Trump, because for some reason. <laughs> Who somebody's politically, who somebody likes politically, should affect your business and your relationship with them personally. 
Uh, and then you have Common, but Common doesn't really seem to care about music. Common is out here playing the same person in every movie. <laughs> Common is out here playing the same nigga in every movie, so I don't think that music is like that big of a deal for him right now. Um, and he's doing commercials, NBA commercials. Common's out here. He's out here for real. But without further ado, we're going to get to this verse right quick. They're all. First of all, Big Sean killed <laughs> Big Sean wrapped his ass up one there, and that whole, like, after the first two, three, four bars, something like that, that was all about, yay, the leap of faith. I think that's about the $15,000 signing bonus. I took a leap of faith signing with you. Um, signed a slave deal. That's clearly, um, he signed to yay. He signed a slave deal. Um... It's been a lot less laughter. I can't look the same in my before in my pictures before and after. I was happy and now I'm not happy in my after pics. <laughs> like that's all about Kanye. And I wonder if Kanye is gonna respond or if Kanye's just gonna ignore this and just keep moving forward. And also while moving forward, is he gonna shut the fuck up about independence? Even though he's kinda of shut the fuck up. Like he comes and goes with these these rants comes out, he rants about some shit, and then normally when he has, and it's been pointed out to me, normally when he has something to promote, so normally it's sneakers, clothing, something like that, but I think this this would be more about his presidential run, which I really don't understand at all. I don't, I don't understand him or the birthday party. <laughs> That's his political party, by the way. Uh... So we'll see if he responds. We'll see if anyone else from Good Music speaks up about their possible slave deal. And maybe Tiana Taylor has a good deal, so maybe she doesn't. You know, because she was in a, a better position somewhat than Big Sean when he found Big Sean. So maybe she has a better deal. Tom is an established artist. Maybe he has a, a better deal. But Hit Boy was pretty new at the time. And then you have... Uh, Big Sean, who was new, and this is like when Hove got J. Cole, you know, so he introduced him to the mainstream, so he may have had, he may have a terrible deal because of that. But when you preach all this independent shit, so you might not have known, known at the time, but when you preach this independent shit and you become enlightened, people expect you to act on your enlightenment, so... If you didn't know then, you do know now. And if you knew better, you do better. That's the saying. So make it do better. Uh, stop being selfish. You have a lot going on. 
and, and do right. Do right by your artists. People complain all day about these white labels and then they go in business with some of these black um, these black CEOs and they get the same treatment, man. <laughs> they get the same treatment. So please, please, please treat treat people better. It's not like it's not like you're ignorant. <laughs> you know that how what it feels like to be in a bad if anybody knows how what it feels like to be in a bad deal, it's Yates. He's still complaining about his original deal from 17 years ago. Why would you want that for somebody else? Why? So, anyway, that, that was that on that. Um, Big Sean is still out here killing shit. He, he disappeared for a while, but he's back now. And I may even be looking forward to a 2088 project with him and Janae, which is great. I like I like Sean and I love Janae, but I didn't. I don't always love them together. Some stuff I like them together on. Some stuff I could do without. But uh, next, um, rest in peace to Kirk Cobain's son. Uh, my condolences for, to Kirk and the mother of the child. Uh, I don't know her name, but you know, my condolences. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like to lose a child. This is like this is a baby. Uh, I mean, at any age, you know, you never want to bury your, your child, but you especially don't expect to bury them at as a you know one, two, three year old. Like it's it's really crazy. Uh, it's really crazy that that people have to go through trials and tribulations like this and. I just wish them the best. Um, he wrote he wrote a post on his Instagram to him. Uh, says, fly high, big man. We love you so much. We had so much planned that we won't be able to do now. But we know you're in a better place and, and no more pain. Watch over your mom. She needs your strength more than ever. I can only imagine. Uh, right now, Papa Man... Uh, I know you don't hurt no more, and I'm trying to make myself think of that as to find a little bit of lightness. God got you, Papa. I love you. Uh, I think that's a dove emoji, heart, and then a heartbreak emoji. So, I mean, I'm, I, I don't think I would share that on social media personally, but I'm not saying anything wrong with it, but I don't think I could share that on something like that happens in my life, I'll probably just keep it quiet as long as possible and probably never want to talk about it. Because now if he does an interview or something like that, people are going to want to talk about it. And I mean, that just seems like such a, it's, it's, it's such a sad, sad, sad topic. I wouldn't want people asking about it in an interview. That would be probably one of the things, one of the only things that I would be like, hey, that's just off, you know, you can't talk about this. Don't ask me any questions about that. And if you have a problem with it, then we just don't want you to interview. But uh, again, my condolences to the family um, in these trying times. So we want to go from that to a father who refused to break the window of his Nissan Altima. 
because he didn't want to pay for the repairs on his Nissan Altima. To save his one-year-old child from dying. A, why would you leave your child in a car? Why? A one-year-old child, I don't care if a child was two, three, four, five, six, seven, do not leave your children in a car. It's unsafe for many, many reasons. And this was in Las Vegas. So, A, because of heat. You don't leave an animal in the car because of heat, let alone your fucking son or daughter. B, or number two, there's people that will break your window and take your child. Well, what kind of world do you think we live in? And when, when shit like this happens, man, it, it's really... It, it, be, I think it's because as adults, we're supposed to protect children. And when you fail to tell them, because that kid can't, literally cannot protect themselves. This is a one-year-old baby. That baby can't do anything in a situation. It's a victim of poor parenting. That's the baby's only problem that it had was poor parenting. No matter what, whether it's your child or not your child, as adults, if I see a child out somewhere in danger, it's my job to help that child because that child can't help themselves. And to be the one who did that, and I hope he feels absolutely terrible for the rest of his life for this. Whereas though I, I hope the opposite for, for, um, for Kirk Bang and that they can get over this unfortunate loss. I'll never forget it, of course, but hopefully they can get over it and get to a point where they're not as sad. I want him to feel the old, I want this guy, this Las Vegas guy, to feel the ultimate sadness forever because that child will never be back again. And I can only imagine, his name is Sidney DIY. I can only imagine with, with the mom and the, the grandparents and what everyone else is going through because of this, the, the neglect of a child. Sydney's blatant neglect for a child, a one-year-old, what the fuck is on your mind? And mind you, when um, when this story came out, I came out on the, the 8th and it's the 11th now. So, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think the day after, I'm not sure if I was aware of the story then or not, but this Friday, regardless, I'm leaving, I'm in the Rite Aid or whatever, and there's somebody behind me, and I don't really pay any mind because there's no reason for me to pay any mind. It's a man. It's a long, 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 long line. We just waiting, 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 waiting. They're giving out the worst service in the world in that Rite Aid. So, I finally get to the front, I pay for my stuff, um, and I walk out, I walk into my car, directly next to my car is an SUV. Inside the SUV is a kid. So, as I'm walking up, there's the man's walking behind me now, and I'm I'm looking in the car, like, 
trying to see if there's someone else in the car with the child. And there was nobody. So by the time I realized there was nobody in the car, I heard the, the guy got past me and he opened the car door and he got in the car. And I'm still looking for a person, another person in the car. And he, it, there was nobody else. So he left his, his kid in the car. I don't care if you lock the car door. And it wasn't hot, but there's more going on in the world than just there's other things that can happen to your kid other than heat exhaustion or heat stroke or something like that. So you can do whatever you want to do. You can leave the window, whatever. Somebody can break the windows and literally take your child. It happens all the time. We live in a sick world. For anybody hearing this that has kids, please, please, please know it is your job to protect your fucking child. You're supposed to protect them with your life. You, these motherfuckers can't even protect them from themselves. But either way, Sydney's in jail right now. I hope they give Sydney a lot of time in jail. This is why we need jail. He deserves to go to jail. I want him off the streets. People be on this, oh, I don't wish jail on no, 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 no. <laughs> Send this nigga to jail. I want him gone. Like, you can't, you can't, he essentially, he killed the kid. That is, has to be some type of manslaughter. Has to be. It can be involuntary manslaughter, but the kid is dead because of you. Leave. <laughs> Leave society. One day you can come back, but you need to take a break from society and understand what you did. Uh, do I want to talk about this right now? Or no, 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 no. We're going to... Sh- it's between the Proud Boys and Cardi B right now. Uh, we're going to do uh, Cardi B and then we're going to get into the Proud Boys. And I hate the term Proud Boys, by the way. It sounds super crazy. So Cardi B is arguing with her fans and... I didn't really understand what the issue was when I read the initial post. So she posted a picture. Um, she has a pink suity thing on. I don't know. Her hair's done all up. Makeup's done all up. And I see a bunch of pictures on the wall in the background. I don't know what's going on. But uh, Aunt Cardi B, okay, baby, what was this look for? Question mark. Does that sound? Does that sound like it should be a problem to anybody? I mean, I don't know the internal workings of this gang, the Barty gang, but it does not seem like that should be a problem. She hit back with none of your fucking business! Exclamation point! Stop doing that shit! Exclamation point! Let me fucking work! Exclamation point! Why would I let you know what the fuck? Why would I let you know what I'm doing so people that don't fuck with me will know what I'm doing? Question mark. Please. How that makes sense? Question mark. Huh? Question mark. Number one, what could you possibly be doing that it would matter that it would that people who don't fuck with you, whoever these people are that don't fuck with you, what are you doing that it would matter that they know what you're doing? Are they gonna call up and block whatever you're doing? Like, what's the big deal here? so, a Nikki fan chimed in, and Cardi B hit back with, you're in our business. Don't do that. <laughs> no, apparently, this is game business. Uh, so, 
Well, and then another fan hit back with, at Cardi B, maybe an apology. You only have a few more of those before people are tired of this. So my question is, why does she get a few more? And it's nothing against Cardi, but if you feel as though an artist has disrespected you, why would you continue to support them? Like, you're not in a real relationship where as though, all right, well, we might can talk, but we have a reason to talk things through. If you disrespect, if I fuck with you as an artist and then you disrespect me and I've been going super hard for you, I'm not going super hard for you anymore. <laughs> like, that's done. We're, we're done with that. So, I mean, I don't get that, but I, I don't get a lot of fandom. Um, so then Cardi went in a full rant, and this is long, I don't know if I'm going to get through all of this, but, uh, I really hate when fans step over the lines, don't talk about the people I work with, don't talk about my personal life, no, I do not need you to kiss my ass, but don't disrespect the people I'm close with, the fuck you think this is, so if this is about the original post, I don't see, they didn't say anything about who you was working with. And people are going to talk about your personal life because your personal life is out there for people to talk about. I'm not saying that people have to put your personal life down or discourage you, but your personal life will be a topic of discussion <laughs> because it's part of pop culture. Um, and stop telling me who I should date. People can tell you who to date. You don't have to listen to them. Uh, that's another thing. I don't date for publicity, and that's fine. I'm not going ain't for who's the hottest rapper, who ball player got long, who ball player got long money. I'm not 22 years old. I'm a bitch with a kid. There's 22 year olds with kids. A home, a business, not trying to let niggas in my pussy for an image. Okay. <laughs> so much was read into this. <laughs> I just don't understand personally. Dumbass fans always want to say some dumbass shit like who the fuck you think you are. Now, when the other motherfuckers talk shit, they be like, why they always coming for her because of you and your unnecessary opinions, dumb bitch. Don't talk about Erica. Don't talk about Toby. Uh, offset, whatever. Yeah, I don't personally get this rant. Um, I, I get that it can probably be hard being a celebrity, the fact that your personal life is out there and people for whatever reason, are fascinated. It's one thing to talk about. People are fascinated are in, and literally are invested into some of these relationships. So, and they'll literally start shitting on other people because of they don't disagree, they don't agree with an artist or they don't, a certain artist don't fuck with them. So now we're just going to shit on and, and be disrespectful. I, I, I get that. That's too far. But people are going to care about who you're dating, especially women. I mean, I don't give a fuck who Cardi B is dating. Makes no difference to me who anybody is dating, but she has to know that part of her rise and part of why people like her is because they feel like they know her. And part of knowing you is being in your business. That's just the, that's the world we live in. People want to know the artist. They feel like they know the artist, so they feel comfortable saying certain stuff to the artist. And I get how that could be annoying, but I do think that that comes with the game to a certain extent. To a certain extent. So that could be that's a bigger topic for another day. Fans overstepping their boundaries. And what are their boundaries? 
But we're gonna move on from that. Uh, shout out to Cardi B. Hold it together. Maybe you're going. Maybe the stress of whatever you're going through is getting to you. But don't let the fans get to you. Keep your head up. And um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. On to the Proud Boys. So I'm going to play a clip for you. And this is of a member of the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys, if you do not know, are a right wing, which is another way of saying Republican. So they're far right wing, a far right wing group created by some nigga named Gavis. I mean, Gavis, Gavin McGinnis, a white man, of course. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get into the clip and then we'll talk about the clip after after this play. People don't understand Proud Boys. It's like a it's a very inclusive multiracial organization. But we're there. Like we're just like the Marines. We're the first to come in when this happened. He said, "Stand back and stand by." What did you take that to mean? Um, basically, he says, "Guys, wait for my orders." And that's exactly what we did. You're not. You're not violent. If Trump doesn't get reelected. Okay. There's going to be a riot. If he doesn't get reelected, this is when you can see civil war. We also follow Q. We have our chain of commands. That gave us our orders. My recommendation to anyone, stock up, ammo, get your uh, clearly it was more to the clip, but that's all I have. And what does that sound like to you guys out there? Because to me, that sounds like a terrorist organization. Now, I'm not too familiar with the Proud Boys and what they get into. I do know that they are... To me, I would, I would, they come across as like the new age KKK, like what the KKK has turned into. And by the way, KKK has now been put on the terrorist list, so they now consider a terrorist organization. And if people in this organization, the Proud Boys, truly feel the way that this man feels, they definitely need to be a ter- considered a terrorist organization because that's what this sounds like. It sounds like terrorism. Um, and the threat of terrorism. Actually, this person is saying what he's saying. I feel as though he needs, he's another one of those people that need to be sent to jail. <laughs> he needs to be brought up with charges of making terroristic threats. What does that sound like? You need to get your ammo together. It's going to be a civil war. There, You have free speech to an extent, but you can't say stuff like, I'm part of this organization, and if this doesn't happen, there's going to be a civil war. That sounds like a terroristic threat to me. Um, and this is the same type of person that if these kind of people like really fuck my head. <laughs> this is the same type of person like Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but she lost the election. So if a person from Antifa or the left or whatever, not to get too political in this podcast, because I don't know how many people out there know about politics out there, but if they were to say the same exact thing, then these Proud Boys would feel like, hey, they're terrorists. They're tra- they don't respect our country because they don't respect the fact that 
we had an election and the process went through and Trump had more electoral votes. Now they're saying that if he isn't reelected, so if he loses, just if he loses it, that there will be a civil war. And this is actually not the first white person, and there are only white people saying this. Like, what? what? Some white people, white people look really bad, man. Like, because there's only white people, like, there's no Asians, blacks, Puerto Rican, like, there's no one else saying that there's going to be civil war. Nobody wants civil war except for racist white people. That's, that's the only people in this country that seem to want a civil war to try to regain, um, I guess, slavery, white supremacy, white supremacy at the, the level it was at during slavery, because we still have white supremacy, but a lot less of it. We go through a lot less than our predecessors. So we go through less things now that than people went through in the 70s, 60s, 50s, and 1800s, and, and, and you know, so on, so on, so on. So, uh, um, I lost my train of thought. So that's the fucked up thing by having no one else here and just running the show and being <laughs> being the engineer and the host of the show. There's no one to like, oh, no, no, you was right here, or to chime in or whatever. So anyway, um, so yeah, this for sure, like, should be considered a terroristic thought, and this needs to be, if this is their rhetoric that they're spewing, that they are a terrorist organization, and stand by did not mean stand by and wait for your orders from President Trump, although that was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life, because from my, to my knowledge, he's not a member of, you know, the Proud Boy organization. To my understanding, I mean, there's nothing that I've seen that shows that he is. To say stand by definitely makes you look like you're affiliated with the with, with them, and then you have this guy coming out and saying that. So, this is this is literally the worst election probably in the history of elections. And I'm only but so and only recall but so many elections, but. To choose between Biden and Trump right now is just a, it's a, oh my God. <laughs> like, what is America, like, who, I really wish the Independent had a chance in this election because I don't want to vote for either one of them. Biden's just ignoring questions about, <laughs> about packing the court. And he himself, even years ago, said how bad packing the court is, how, how that would really, disrupt um, the legitimacy of the, the court system and undermine it and now he wants to do it but won't he doesn't realize not saying the not speaking on it lets people know exactly what he plans on doing and then you got this guy mr standby and he was doing good with the white house making the kkk a terrorist organization and then a week or two later he's telling fucking proud boys to stand by so we're going to talk about one more terrorist, one more American terrorist organization. Then we're going to play, uh, I'll play that song by, uh, damn it, Neelam. I want to say Neelam. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, if you are hearing this uh, and I mispronounce your name, I'm half retarded. <laughs> I apologize. But anyway, so 13 men are charged 
after the FBI uncovered a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer. They are members of the Wolverine Watchmen militia. They plan to violently overthrow uh, the government <laughs> and law enforcement. Um, they were sending encrypted messages about the plan. They were conducting surveillance on her vacation home. Uh, they detonated uh, improvised explosive device with shrapnel, wrapped in shrapnel, which is an IED, which is what they, the terrorists use in other countries, those roadside bombs and things of that nature, homemade bombs to do a lot of damage. Um, and a lot of their reasoning from what I've read so far is because they didn't like how she handled COVID-19. Oh boy, how they handled COVID-19 lockdowns. And this might have been the militia group uh, that I saw, that we talked about many, 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 many episodes ago, that were protesting with their AKs and AR-15s. It may not have an AK, but it's for sure AR-15s. AR-15s at the city hall of a city. Uh, it may have been this group in this city. I don't know if they're considered terrorist organization. There's been a lot of this going on in this country in recent in the recent decade or so. For whatever reason, white terrorism, home-born terrorism, is on the rise, man. I don't know what the, I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> they feel like they. She was infringing on their rights, so they planned on overthrowing her after things have gotten back to normal. I'm pretty sure the lockdown is over, and but I guess they set the plan up, and they just felt as though we went, we started this stupid ass plan of over. You're never overthrowing the U.S. government. What what makes what makes these few people think that they can they can overthrow? This ain't. Fuck it. This ain't Cuba in 1970. Like, this is not designed. The design of America will never be overthrown by the people. It can be changed, hopefully. You know, certain things can be implemented by the people, but just overthrown. Like, yo, we, you gone. You ain't the governor no more. This person's the governor. It ain't happening. And Actually, it's not even just them now. Now you got Antifa on the left side. I hate the right left shit, but on the left side, fucking over trying to overthrow Seattle and make a new place, a sovereign place. Like, you know, everybody needs to just realize this this is the country. Now we could try to change it for the better, but overthrowing Shit in this country is not going to happen. You have to work from within the system. That that's the, that's the reality. They they might not like the reality, but that's the reality. So, I, I don't have anything else to say. If they're not considered a terrorist organization, they need to be considered a terrorist organization. And y'all need to just white people chill. <laughs> I hate to just say white people, but. To, why people chill? <laughs> but moving on, so we're going to now play Neelam. Neelam, uh, this a song called Secret Meetings. It's off our EP, Different. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
I will say this EP is different. I have since listened to her whole EP. This is for sure different. of a song when I played on there. But uh, I really enjoyed that song. Uh, it was a it's conscious, but it's, it's entertaining. Some conscious music can be preachy and boring, but that was soulful. <laughs> and I really, really enjoyed it. And I will continue to listen to this project. Um, I actually like it. I recommend everybody listens to this project. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the project was I didn't really like the Freeway's verse on here for it. Shout out to Freeway for, for showing up, but I didn't think it, it fit with the project. Well, other than that, I like all the songs. Uh, this wasn't supposed to turn into a review, but, but whatever. And I'm going to play the freestyle. After I sign out, I'm going to let the freestyle rock out that first introduced me to, uh, to Nemo. But anyway, we're going to move on to rapper Scarface, if you have not heard. Um, he's in need of a kidney. He had got COVID and... His complication, or they believe uh, one of the complications that he had from getting COVID was it severely damaged his kidney, and now he needs a new kidney. So uh, I hope that that he can get it. Um, he's B plus blood type, although I think he's come out since then and said it doesn't matter. Uh, he's going to be he's going to find out in the coming weeks if he's eligible to get on the transplant plant list and then if he is then you know uh, best of luck to him um, T.I. has come out and he offered a bag not a specific amount but he said a bag for anyone who's willing to donate a liver to uh, T.I. 
Now, with all due respect to T, well, I, there's some people out there that might take that because I think it's somebody that'll do anything out here. But for sure, for sure, you can't pay me for no kidney, bro. <laughs> nah, 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 not mine. Now, I hope the best for him and that he gets one um, from some donor. Um, and if someone who's alive wants to give him a kidney, then more power to you, but you can't pay me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like drinking and having two kidneys, and I'm, I need both these bitches. So hopefully he gets on the list. Hopefully he gets a kidney. He comes across as a real positive person. He's in seemingly in good spirits every time I hear him online speaking with somebody. So he's a, he's a, a legend in the rap game, and... Again, he comes across as a decent person. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Scarface. So we definitely, we definitely uh, are hoping the best for him and for everybody else who's on the registry list that needs a kidney. Um, health is important. Health is important. You get one life to live, and that's it. So uh, I'm not to shit on Uber Eats before I start getting into all the shits. I might. To that is the very, very last thing, even though we're coming up on towards the end of the show. Um, Jeannie, Je- how the fuck is that? <laughs> I swear I'm like a retarded because I don't pronounce it Janae, Janine, whatever her name is, Jeezy's girl. <laughs> uh, now, fiance, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone, uh, his fiance. Uh, she came out and she said that she wants to be submissive to her man and to her husband. And she caught a little flack about it. So this would be one of those situations where as though I would feel Cardi B. <laughs> like if she wants to be submissive to her man and her man likes that, then that's should be cool with them. Some women don't want to be submissive, and I get it. Some men are submissive out there. That's what you're into. I personally prefer a, a submissive woman. Um, with They can chime in a little bit. They won't just run amok. Because I need to be checked. I, I ain't gonna lie. One of my exes, I, I wish that she would have checked me from time to time because I can get out of order. And any man out there that knows, women too, just it's human nature. You just push the boundaries. And if nobody pushes back against you, you just keep going with it. So, and you just keep with the same behavior. But her, her exact statement was, I want to be submissive to my man. When I hear this definition, submitting has a negative connotation, which it does. It means that you are less important. You are lower than, than that person that you're submitting to. Not the case, but that is the connotation. It usually can be like, you know, reference to somebody who works lower than you, and that's not what I'm referring to here. Um, I'm a very dominant woman. I own my business. I lead my teams. I play my own manager, my own publicist, my own lawyer when I didn't have money to have those people. And that's true in a lot of women. A lot of women are dominant in but they want to be with the dominant man. They want to be submissive with the man, but they're dominant in their everyday life. And vice versa, because there's somebody for everybody. There's some, some niggas out there. Now, I would define them as soft, but we could call them submissive. 
and they want to be told what to do. They need to be told what to do, and that's what they into. They want to be led. That's not the typical way of doing things, but everybody doesn't have to be the same way. Um, so she went on to say, I'm 41. I don't care what kind of pushback I get from other women. This is my life. Coming out of divorce and also making a major change to marry again, making a major decision to marry again after finding such a beautiful person. I want to be very clear and open about how our life can be so that we can make sure our vision is aligned and that we both are empathetic to each other. I didn't see anything wrong with that. I don't know what people's problem is. Uh, something about being submissive. I mean, submissive, it, it really does. It makes it seem weak because submissive, submissive comes from submit. And to submit normally means to lose. That's why I think that it has the connotation that it has. But that's just not true. But I wish the, luck, the best of luck to, to Jeezy and Miss... You know your name, <laughs> Miss J, Miss J May, soon to be J May Jenkins. That is a nigga name. <laughs> Yo, Jenkins is one of the blackest last names you can have. I ain't never met a uh, a nigga named a white person named Jenkins. So shout out there and J J Jenkins and J Jenkins. They're both J. Uh, so where do we go from here? I'm talking about why I carry now. So Polo G charged $85,000 for a feature, and I really like Polo G, but $85,000 for a feature sounds kind of crazy. And when I just heard Tory Lanez on his last album say that he got paid $50,000 for his features, I was... That seemed fair, $50,000 for a Tory Lanez feature. That seemed, like, recoupable. But I don't see how... $85,000 for a Polo G, and I love Polo G, and I want Polo G to get $85,000 if he's getting $85,000. Again, him and Roddy Rich are the best two young niggas in the game to me, in the rap game. And young nigga I refer to as 24 and under. Um, so I want him to get his money, but I don't see the, <laughs> the value in $85,000 for a feature. But every niggas out there to say they get a hundred something thousand for a feature, and I just don't, I don't see it. And if you pay a hundred thousand for the feature, what kind of return do you get? Especially right now, because performances are down, clubs are limited, COVID has shut a lot of shit down, and streaming is not going to help you recoup that. You have to stream so much to recoup that money that it. It just wouldn't make the heat are getting embarrassed right now. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense, uh, financial sense, to uh, to pay that much money for a feature, unless you can afford it. But if you're not a major artist already, it makes no sense. If you're an up and coming artist, it makes absolutely no sense to spend eighty five thousand dollars for a feature when you can. I can go get Tory. Well, you don't want to get Tory Lanez now, but, but pre this, pre the shooting and pre the charges, you wanted to get as a feature. And other people, uh, no, I nah, nah. I'm trying to think of a substitute, a substitute that you need. I feel like you could get Dirk for less than 85. Like you probably get Dirk for 50, 40, 50. 
And it would serve the same purpose as Polo G. I mean, Polo G would probably show up a little better on the track, no offense to dirt, but I just like Polo G more. But you won't get just a, the same amount of publicity if you get Dirk on the track and you get Polo G on the track. But again, y'all get your money. I'm not. I mean, I'm just just pointing out some things. Point out things as I see them. Anyway, moving on. It's some black love. Uh, congratulations to uh, Mustard. He just got married this weekend. So again, congratulations to you and your new wife. Hopefully you guys have a happy, happy life together. Uh, but uh, uh, I think that that is just about it. Oh, I, I'm going to explain why I, I probably won't be using Uber Eats again. Right quick, right quick. So on Friday, I ordered some Shake Shack. Shake Shack is nowhere near where I'm at because they don't put Shake Shacks in the hood <laughs> from what I'm, I've noticed. All them bitches downtown or near a college, but near like the <laughs> the colleges is in the good neighborhood. So anyway, so I would have had to drive down downtown to get one. And that's about a half an hour drive there, half an hour drive back. I didn't feel like doing that. I had a long day. So so I said, Hey, let me let me use Uber Eats. I've never used Uber Eats before. And let me just order chip through there. I'm assuming that they would have a hot bag. I guess that was idiotic on my point, on my behalf, to think that they would have the little bag to keep the food warm. Because when it got there, my both my hamburgers and my fries were brick cold. Like <laughs> they were cold as fuck. So I had to. Well, even before I got there. So the it was supposed to get here at six o'clock. It didn't get here at six o'clock. It got here at six. 35. So they pull up at 6.35 and the girl shows up and she hits I've arrived and she's sitting in the car double parked in front of the house and then I come to the door and then I look to the car and then she looks at the house and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused because uh, I think she thought that I was supposed to walk to her car and maybe this is how Uber Eats give it up but this ain't how I give it up. I paid for delivery. In fact, I pre-tipped you. Bitch, walk up the steps and give me my food. I ain't got no shirt on. I don't have no sneakers on. I'm not walking to your car. I have never in my life, not to be that nigga, but I have never had a motherfucker think that I'm supposed to walk to their car. I'm not buying drugs off you. You can walk your fucking ass up these steps. So she gets out the car with an attitude after us staring at each other back and forth for a couple minutes. And she gets up with an attitude. She's mad that the cars are beeping now. But they would have not been beeping if you just got out the car and did what you were supposed to do and delivered the food. So me being Mr. Petty, super petty, and being petty being the only thing that I know, I ran up the steps so fast. I didn't eat the food up yet. I just sat the food down. I ran upstairs so fast to grab my phone and take that tip back. <laughs> I was just praying that they were going to let me take that tip back. And by the grace of the universe or God or whatever you believe in, they let me take it back. Thank you, Uber Eats. I removed that shit. Zero tip. I'm mad that I even paid for the delivery. I don't want you to get paid for the delivery. It was a half-assed attempt. You had an attitude. This is why I don't tip. 
So I'm normally the person that don't tip. But I, I was feeling good that day. Thought, hey, I'm having a good day. Let me, let me spread a little love. <laughs> let me spread a little love to my delivery driver. And she showed me why I should keep the love to myself. So that's my Uber story. And that was the show. This was Potter from the Crib, episode number 53. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time doing this show. I hope you had a great time listening. Um, again, please feel free to share the show and the knowledge of the show with to, to friends, family, random people you meet in the street, uh, everyone. Uh, so until next time, which will be tomorrow, <laughs> God bless or universe bless or whatever. I'm going to fuck out.
too hot, cause I ride on my enemy. <laughs> 